James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. James Shremko, welcome back to the ocean, my friend. Thank you, Timbo. And this, and listeners too. Welcome back to the listeners. The most important, most important. And the listeners are growing day by day too. Let me tell you. That is an interesting trend, isn't it? It's, it goes up almost exactly the same amount each week, and then it starts to go exponential. It increases. It's a, trend. it's a good trend. It's a trend people would call pointing north if you're in the southern hemisphere. And I have a theory on why that's happening. Yeah, what is it? Well, go on. What is it? I think it's because we've integrated our podcast with the Facebook channel and the YouTube channel. So at each touch point, if someone comments on the blog, uh, on, the, on the Facebook comments then that goes in front of other people's Facebook. If they subscribe to the YouTube video, then it pops up on their YouTube account. And if they're on our Facebook wall making some interactions, then it shows up on other people. So there's all these opportunities for people to share content. Mm. And uh, integration is the key, isn't it? It's really, um, that is absolute fundamental to not, not just internet marketing, but to any marketing. I'm running a, running a workshop tomorrow for a... Um, for a medium-sized organisation, and uh, one of the things, uh, in fact, James, using um, uh, local video method—is that what it's called? Kevin's product that we talked about in the um, in a previous show. That's the one. Yeah, I, using that, have identified a lot of places with this business's online presence where they're just not integrated, and um, you know, we live in a world, a marketing world, where it's quite easy to integrate things these days and have the different channels talking to each other. I like that. I like that, and I think it's effective, and that's, that's why we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for anyone who's new to Freedom Ocean, this is the, well, and you probably picked it up on the intro, uh, which is, we've had a couple of intros of lately. I should touch on that. You keep picking up. You keep saying, when I send you a new edited show, hey, the intro's changed. What, do you I think I, been... I don't listen to it or something? <laughs> I don't know. Why do you... I don't listen to my other podcasts that I do very often. I, I listen to your to other one. podcasts. You could just ask me. I know me. you do. I'll let you know if it's good or yeah, bad. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. I don't know where you find the time, mate. But, uh, well, you're kind of, I guess, living in the freedom mode. You're free to do what you want, really, aren't you, when you choose to listen to my other podcasts? <laughs> I like listening to them when I'm creating products, just so that I've got someone to keep me company. Oh, that's lovely. Well, um, we have, we've been changing. I've been mucking around with the intro to this, and I think we've got it right now. Uh, do you like the way the uh, the ocean sounds continue for about 30 seconds into our discussion? That's what they call cool. That's hip, man. I like it. It's, it. It takes you, it moves you to another place. I think audio is a very strong medium. It is. It is theatre of the mind, as they call it, in the, um, in the profession. Um, now, James, we've got a bit to cover in episode 10, mate. Um, three things. One is... We are going to go and talk about a couple of people who have slammed us um, over recent weeks, uh, and um, we'll have a little chat about that. And we can air our air our views. We're not going to slam back. We're just going to air our views on how why we do, well not how but why we do what we do. Secondly, uh, I want to ask you how the launch of your most recent product has gone, Traffic Grab, uh, because we're literally in the first week of that launch. So to be great to um, 
get a sense of maybe what went well and, you know, what you do better, what you've learned. And then we'll get to the guts of the show, which is all about search engine optimization. And dare I say SEO 101, maybe not 101. What's up from 101? Would it be 102 or 201? Oh, I'm not sure. I think that's an American standard, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, okay. 201. Well, I, I don't we'll know. Still, well, yeah, well, one up from beginners, but we're going to sort of dig deep and sort of have a look at what is this thing? What is, what's article spinning and submission and backlinking and what makes up a, I guess my, my big question around SEO is what, 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 does a, what does a starter SEO pack look like? So we've got a bit to cover, mate. All right, I'm ready to dive in whenever you are. Ah, uh, lovely. What a lovely thought. Well, let's get stuck in first. Um, why don't you talk about uh, the slamming we received um, a couple of weeks ago on Facebook? Well, we had th- there was only two incidents. One was uh, a comment we had on our blog, and that was about our lack of support. And that interested me. Firstly, it's a free podcast, so I was interested in what level of support a free podcast um, requires, just out of curiosity. <laughs> And secondly, much to my shock and horror and dismay, when I logged into the support centre, it appeared that we had responded to the support request immediately. And I felt unfairly criticised because we take support so seriously. And I I made comments to that effect uh, underneath the gentleman's thing because, you know, it's one of those things when you're challenged, what do you do? Do you just back away and and, you know, be at one with the world and all that? Or do you stand up for what you think is right? Mm. Yeah, it was interesting um, because you, you got your back up quickly uh, and that's that's a personality trait, Whereas, and but, but also maybe being new to podcasting where I've sort of done podcasting for the last two, two and a half years. I don't think it's specific to podcasting, but, but as I said to you at the time, when, when you stick your head above the trench, and you express an opinion and share views and educate or whatever we do in in this podcast, um, you open yourself up to criticism. Mind you, we also open ourselves up to a lot of thank yous and really positive feedback. I mean, 99.9% of what we get back via iTunes reviews, um, blog comments, Facebook um, wall comments, you know, it's pretty positive. Well, the, the other one that that was interesting was a Facebook comment, and that also irritated me because <laughs> because out of the out of the two of us, Tim, I'm doing my internet stuff. I'm in a good place. I'm able to leverage what we do in in ways that are indirect. I don't need to pitch and to sell. And the commenter had accused us of having a pitch fest, and he did. It irritated me for two reasons. One is, I'm not the one that really needs to sell anything or drive any sales. I'm, I, if anything, I'm the one. Even in that very podcast, I said, "Make Grange, you know, let it go longer and save it up for something good." Yep. And the second thing is, it was absolutely false. We had gone almost the entire podcast without mentioning any products, and at the very last bit we mentioned some resources that were appropriate to the topic that would help solve problems. And that sort of leads to a few questions. Are we allowed to sell on our own podcast? And then if the answer is yes or no, should we actually 
be paying attention to the one whinger or do we just go with the general flow of it? Because we had a lot of positive feedback from that very same episode. So obviously some people are offended by what they feel is a sales attempt. You know, mm-hmm. Is that, is well, that well, evil I, I, or not? I, I, and the other thing is, I wonder what they're measuring against. I mean, I have been to pitch fests and seen what goes on, and I would not describe that episode as a pitch fest. Not after no, delivering exactly. how many episodes? Seven episodes of pure content? Yeah. Well, you'd also gone back, uh, as only you could do, you went back and measured uh, and quantified that at the 56-minute mark, we mentioned a product. So, uh, And I think the show went for maybe just over an hour. So, um, look, I, I was at the dog park at the time that, that um, Facebook came, comment came through, and that's when you and I started having the dialogue. I think it was via text or however we did it. And I, I was getting a bit of a laugh because, I mean, really, what we're doing, even talking about it now, and even when we were talking about it on the weekend that it happened, I mean, we're giving energy and, and air to the minority here. Remember, this is one person. But, you know, um, this, but is maybe, why, but, this is why it's important, Tim, because when people put their website online, when they release a new product, when they put a feedback form or a contact form or comments or Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, they will get comments and there will be comments that aren't complimentary because there are some people out there who even go out of their way to stir up trouble. I'm not saying mm-hmm. this person did, but but people are different and they react differently and they now have, more than any time in, before, the ability to express themselves. They can still they be moderated. You know, you can delete or block or bar and these might be topics as well. There are people who I've blocked from my social media because they're pests and mm. or they're spies. So I think this is a whole discussion as well. I know we're talking about SEO today, but this does fascinate me. It is fascinating. And I um, even when you when you deliver product, I mean, we, on um, in one of my businesses, um, I have a product. Uh, it, it's on the small business big marketing show that I do with Luke. And what we do is that we offer the opportunity for a client to come on and, and they send us five bits of um, their marketing materials. It might be their website, a brochure, an ad, whatever they want to send us. For 500 bucks, Luke and I will then go away and record a dedicated show just for them for one hour about, the, about how we would improve their marketing. No one else gets to hear it. They get the MP3. So my point is it's a really good product. Secondly, we did one for um, a fellow just recently who then responded with a whole lot of things, um, a whole lot of questions came out of the one hour that we put. We, we, it just takes us about three hours. He then sort of asked us all these questions. Luke and I didn't respond within a week, which was, you know, yeah, shit, we had lots on. And from our point of view, the job was done also. You know, you, there's only, you can only work on one thing for so long for that, for that fee. And um, he really got his back up. Um, but we found that the best thing to do was respond in a way that sort of said, you know what, we we met we met our obligations. We hope you know he liked what we got. Just not responding kind of caused him to get his back up. And I think sometimes you've just got to walk away from those things, knowing that you've done the right thing. If you've done the right thing, you know it's like that old saying: if you don't if you don't lie, then you don't have to worry about what you said. <laughs> well, you don't have to remember what you said. You know, it's about delivering what you believe is true to your values. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, I reckon we'll let that one lie, James. And um, I think for, from, from recollection, one of my final 
comments on that particular incident was, I'm not changing for you. <laughs> so <laughs> take it take it or leave it. Uh, that's my stance on it. Uh, you know, I will listen to normal, reasonable and and repeated feedback. But there's only three types of feedback. There's what you observe, what you ask for, and then what people tell you when you don't solicit it. And I, I know yeah. we actually ask for feedback, so that's fine. It doesn't mean yeah, I have agree to agree with it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, please, listeners, please go to our Facebook, uh, which is uh, like, uh, what is it? Um, Freedom Motion. What's, what's that link you've created for our Facebook? I think it's likefreedomotion.com. Likefreedomotion.com. Go there, comment on on our Facebook, leave a note in our show notes, go to iTunes. We would love, it's just, it, it helps us provide you with a better product. Now, that question you asked a few minutes ago, James, should we be able to sell product on our podcast? Interesting question. Well, the answer to me is clearly yes. It's more in what context do you sell it? And I think your context of, you know, we're making grain so that it's not a pitch fest. But if we do offer a product, it's because it's the solution to something we've been talking about, to an area or a topic we've been talking about. That's fair, isn't it? Yeah, I want to point out, we didn't set up the podcast so we could sell a lot of product. No. We set up the podcast because it's a way to build relationships and to find the right customers over time and solve problems. If we can solve problems, then they'll probably buy solutions. Mm-hmm. But I would probably do the podcast anyway. I actually kind of enjoy it. It's nice to share some ideas and to put ideas out there that people could implement and get the resource to be able to come back and find what else you've got. So I, I think it's a really nice thing to do. To, it's a value creation device. And it's, it's also I, a way to collect thoughts and it... it definitely impacts the way that I conduct the rest of my business because you keep forcing me to strain my best ideas into a one-hour podcast. So I've definitely leveraged it. In fact, I've done something yesterday that is just stunning for my business that really has come as an innovation based on what we've done with the podcast. And I won't ever have to ask a single Freedom Ocean client to buy anything of mine for me to leverage that idea and to make a really good profit in my other business. Brilliant. Dare I ask what it is or should you uh, save it for another time? I'll save it for another time. We should give it like a code yeah. name and we should see if the listeners want <laughs> want me to talk about it. But it, okay. is, it, is, um, it is a massive leverage technique and it is it was so obvious when I had this aha moment. And I've, well, I've started the implementation and I'll actually have results from it fairly soon and you can ask me about Operation Massive Leverage sometime oh, well, have, I'm going to call it Operation Gilligan <laughs> in, the, in, in the spirit of freedom ocean <laughs> I thought I was the professor <laughs> well you're the professor but this is this is your and Gilligan is your kind of focus you've got to fix Gilligan um, what, what, um, just to your point um, I'm a little bit different I mean um, I, I certainly I, I do want to sell things through freedom ocean and we are which is great but what I love about Freedom Ocean and about podcasting generally and what smart marketers do is provide extreme value and then people may buy from you, you know, as opposed to pitch, pitch, pitch in the hope that people buy from you because you've created a strong argument that they need, they need it, you know. I think first and foremost what we're doing and what 
marketing allows small business owners and internet marketers to do today what the marketing landscape allows is for you to do really engaging marketing what I you know what we call pull marketing pull people towards you because they like what you've got to offer they like what you've got to share and you know, I was just reminded just, you know, only the last week, you know, I spoke to one client uh, this evening, actually, who's just about to embark on a massive TV campaign, <laughs> which I just laughed. Actually, it's not a client. It's a, a, a company that I was talking to and they're just about to embark on a massive TV campaign. I spoke to a company earlier this week who's addicted to catalogues, you know, can't, couldn't even think about carving off 5% of their marketing spend and putting it into... Um, into online or to some shape, form, internet marketing. They just, it's beyond them. So, you know, the idea of offering great value in the hope then that someone will buy from you, I think it's a really good strategy. Well, they do buy and we just tested it actually. We had our first test and it was very successful. Correct, correct. So that, what you're talking about there is your new traffic product, James. You launched it on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday at midnight. It, uh, Saturday midnight. Why did you choose that day and time? I actually chose it for my US market because it's mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Yep. And I wanted them to wake up and be able to experience the wonders of my product. Mm-hmm. And it sold really well straight out of the gate. Now, I want to stress, I didn't do a traditional product launch. I did a release. And I'm going to champion this term because I don't think anyone else has taken it, so I'm going to use it. But I did a product release. The reason I call it a release is this product's going to be around for a while. It's an evergreen product. And I didn't want to have a massive spike and put all the load and the stress on everything for the first few days and and create hype and pressure. Instead, I wanted to make it available to the market. I did want people to let everyone know that it's available. And then I wanted to let the market form their own opinion about the product and I want to continue selling that product for quite some time. It'll be around for a while. So did a lot of things differently to other marketers and I think the the payoff has been worth it. It's what, what you would call old school marketing, probably a, a soft launch. Yeah, you would probably call it that. There's, there's a few different types of online launches and the, the most popular one with the big guys is to get all these joint ventures and coordinate Mm. and take over the market and then have a massive push. They also get massive refunds and the buyers are pushed and cajoled and forced and manipulated into buying immediately. Now, someone might say, well, the buyer can choose themselves, but unfortunately people aren't that savvy. They do fall victim to marketing devices like urgency and scarcity. So that is the general type of thing. And then it fades away. And in most cases, they close down the product and then they sort out all the junk and then they have to, then they start on the affiliate mailing campaigns and they start pushing everyone else's products because now they owe them a favor. I don't really like that style. So what I did is I I didn't ask anyone to promote my product. I just, uh, I gave it to my very best clients to, to create value with them. And then what I did is I, uh, I just made the product available and I had my affiliates uh, tell other people about it. And the affiliates have driven hundreds and hundreds of sales just from telling people about it. And it's sustained. It's actually continuing. We had quite a lot of sales in the first 24 hours. 
and it, it's gone da- down to a nice, steady, consistent level where we're seeing over 5,000 people every single day coming along to the site. Isn't that tremendous? And we had 10,000 on the first day. Well, it's practical about getting more traffic. In fact, you say, you say it's a grab highly targeted traffic from multiple traffic sources. Uh, you walk in the talk, and uh, it's an amazing product. Uh, I'll admit now we're only into, uh, what are we, day four or five. Uh, I've watched um, half of it. So I think I've, I've watched about three hours, the product. That's impressive. And, There's about um, nine hours worth. Yeah, there is, and there's um, what you call a large spaghetti bowl that comes with it, uh, which is not um, made of porcelain, but it's a large mind map that really tracks. I mean, you, you leave no stone unturned in, in generating traffic. Uh, it, it's amazing, and, and if listeners want to, to here we go. Oh, yeah, come on, Tim. Are you going to get me in trouble? I'll just, uh, no, no. No, I'll, I, take, I'll take the blame. I you haven't even mentioned the product name. I'm just so petrified of being called a pitch man. A pitch man, <laughs> a, a fest monger. I'll take it. I'll take the hit. You know, um, how, how can we talk? I did a, I did a great course um, with Joanna Martin um, about a year ago now, which was called Selling from Stage. Uh, and she a great bit of advice when you are talking to an audience, whether you are doing it in a, in a podcast or a radio audience or whether you're doing it live, is that, you know, what you hope is that um, they enjoy what you have to say and want more, and it would be disrespectful not to give that audience more, you know. Um, the podcast, this podcast only goes for an hour. You hope, want, you hope people want more. But uh, all I was going to say, if they do want to find out about this wonderful, wonderful product, this traffic product, then go to our products page on freedomocean.com and they will find out all about it. I was amazed, James, when you started talking to me about it uh, a couple of months ago. Um, I, I, I suppose I didn't really know what the, the content, you know, was, you know, whether it was how many hours of video it was going to be, manual, mind map, but you've priced it very reasonably. What what made you do that? It's, it's about 10% of what it should cost, and that was uh, for a few reasons. One is when I started the product creation phase I started with one slideshow and I was going to uh, it's funny actually I'd presented the product to Joanna Martin's crowd and they loved it and I did it in a webinar and I thought I'll just take this and just clean it up a bit and turn it into a new product and update it and then it sort of grew and then it grew and before you know it my keynote slide actually crashed I lost 800 and something megabytes worth of you're kidding. Data, yeah, died. Um, I thought this is really big. Now we have to separate it into different keynotes so I don't crash it again. And I ended up thinking, well, to, you know, if I'm going to cover traffic, I probably should cover the website because when, it, when they get there, the page has to be right. So I'll do a thing on site. And then I thought, well, if they're going to put content on the site, it should be the right content. So I'll do a little module on content. And then I thought, well, if they're going to do content, they really need to research it properly. So I'll do it on research. <laughs> then I thought I need an intro to explain what the hell this is, and then there's then there's the traffic sections, and that sort of grew and grew, and it ended up being like 24 different traffic steps. And then I thought, well, they've got all this traffic; they're going to the site. It's well researched, good content. How are we going to make it convert? So I'll do something on conversions. And then I thought, well, if they're getting all of that, how do they leverage that and use some little quick strategies that I know to really get a profit from it? And I added all up, and I ended up with six modules. And how long, how long did it take you to create that? Months. Months. 
I've been chipping it away at it every Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just you know, a little hour here, an hour there, just chunking mm-hmm. away. There's thirty something modules, mm-hmm. and my fantastic uh, support has uh, created the transcription of every single word I say on those nine hours. It's two hundred and something pages long with pictures. Mm-hmm. The whole thing in transcription. Now, normally wow. people sell these products for $2,000. And you know why these products are normally $2,000? Why? So they can pay people $1,000 to sell it. Yeah, right, okay. And you know, I sort of don't think that's the right thing by the customer because of their $2,000 purchase, $1,000 of it is really just, just the affiliate thing for someone to pimp it to them. Mm-hmm. I just thought, wouldn't it be good if people actually promote a product because it was a good product and they weren't going to get $1,000, but they just like it enough to sell it anyway? And that's what yeah. happened. My amazing affiliates have driven all this traffic to recommend the product because it's a good product, not because mm-hmm. they're going to make thousands and thousands. But mm-hmm. in the case of my top affiliates, they have made thousands and thousands because they've sold a lot of it. And, mm-hmm. and good luck to them. And it's... It's been fascinating as a, as a release to see who made the sales, what traffic channels did they come from, how did they pre-sell the product, and all these other related things. You know, what impact mm. did the search results have, and what happens after it goes in the market? We have people talking about it on Facebook and in internet marketing forums, and then then you get all the 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 interesting things like um, customers <laughs> coming to the site. Oh, my goodness, Tim. I could tell you a few funny stories from the last few days. That just Well, you better save them up because I, I can, I can, our, our last show was a behind the scenes of Freedom Ocean. Maybe um, at some point we need to go behind the scenes of a, of a major um, pre- and post-launch strategy and, and, and have a bit of a laugh about it. You're almost like creating a bloopers reel. It's fascinating, you know, it's like things that, that just totally surprise me, the way that people interrelate with uh, their purchasing behavior. Yep. Well, glad to hear it's gone. Well, you're only in day four or five. Um, we'll keep checking back, and I think it would be good to dig a bit deeper and talk about that concept of a release, for, a release versus, you know, a massive launch and all these other joint venture strategies that you, you mentioned. But uh, in, in the spirit of talking about traffic, uh, Let's talk SEO, James, because um, we are doing this um, show via Skype. The, all shows so far we've done face-to-face uh, up at your lab, but um, we uh, we need to keep pumping the shows out, and the best way we we're going to do that was, was through was through Skype. In fact, um, the, the, the reason this show came about or the topic that this, show came, this episode came about was because I'd been looking at one of your SEO packs and... Some of the terms in it just were kind of uh, making me go cross-eyed. I was, um, and, and as you said, I mean these packs are for people to wholesale to others, so they're not um, they're not necessarily for the business owner. So you know, the, a lot of those geeky terms are valid, but I'd be really interested to go through um, the content of a starter pack for for someone looking to start a search engine optimization strategy and just get you to explain uh, what some of these things are. So you ready? I'm ready to roll. All right, mate. Well, first of all, you, you, you offer to write an original article. Now, I understand that. That means writing an article. But how does that article come about? Where does the brief come from? 
and um, and who writes it. The brief comes from the target website and the target key phrases. Right. So for a starter pack uh, with our firm, they're going to be choosing five key phrases as a maximum. Could be three, could be two. But let's pick an example. Uh, you, you could have um, Tim Reed's jumpingcastles.com. And the key phrase might be uh, "jumping castles, Melbourne." Is that how you say Melbourne? Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne. Right. So the article writer will go and create a 500-word article about jumping castles in Melbourne. So they'll put that. More than likely, they'll put the key phrase in the headline, and then they will. They'll probably do some light research. They'll actually hop onto Google and they'll they'll type in jumping castles if they don't know what a jumping castle is they'll go and have a look at what one is so they can say you know jumping castles the ideal way to have a kids party lots of fun and inflatable bouncy blah 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 mm-hmm. and uh and they'll probably go and have a look at the website and see what's on there you know they might notice that uh, tim reed specializes in clown jumping castles we also okay. ask the client to so supply that- a picture if possible so that mm-hmm. we can get a good feel and a little client brief, you know, tell us about your business, who's your best customer, and and uh, you know what do you what type of person you're trying to attract to your website, and we will create the article that is ideal for that person. Okay, all right. What I, I, I want to make it really clear here uh, to our listeners, by the way, that whilst we are going through the content of a particular SEO package that we offer on Freedom Motion website, this is not. The intent is not to pitch it. I think it's just really interesting, and being the guy with a million questions, um, I think it's really interesting that there are these, there are these about these ten to fifteen different components that make up an SEO start pack, um, and I just think it's really interesting, certainly from my point of view, to understand what each of those, what what they are, or how they come about. So, first question answered. Um, it is that someone goes to the website, your writer goes to the website and writes a 500-word article. The next thing is a manual rewrite article. What's that? Okay, they take the first article and then they rewrite it in other words, human rewrite. So they'll literally put it up on a computer screen, then they'll open a blank document next to it, they'll read the first paragraph and then they'll write a new paragraph. Why? The goal is to create more versions of it because you want to have unique content. Mm-hmm. So that has to be different. It's got to be original. So the first article might say, uh, Tim Reed's Jumping Castles specialize in the clown style of Jumping Castle. And then the second article might say, if you're looking for a clown style Jumping Castle, then look no further than Tim Reed's Jumping Castles. So it's... Mm-hmm using a similar idea but putting it in a different format. Okay, and and the, so and the concept behind that, in fact, I'm going to ask you the next component and then I'm going to ask you that question. The next component is 80 spun articles from seed articles. Now, that deserves a very big phone book over the head, but uh, we are talking to uh, wholesalers here, uh, not people, not necessarily business owners who may not understand that. But what does that mean? Spun articles are where you take the article and you feed it to a spinning software and it will go and find and replace phrases with different phrases so that you end up with very different versions of the article. 
and they measure it in percentage different. You know, how different is it? So you could change uh, the quick brown fox. It might automatically change that to the fast black dog. So it will literally find and replace for, for synonyms and stuff, and then it will scramble it around. It might say um, the dog that was fast and and green. <laughs> so you, you have to be a little bit careful with these. It's yep. the the good operators of these software tools will be checking to make sure it actually ends up sounding like English instead of some garbled mess. Well, sounding like English and making sense because if you change fox to dog and you're talking about foxes, then you've stopped. You've, 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 you're no longer on topic. And that's why these software tools let the user choose from different selections and they can go, oh, I want that one, that one, that one, that one. And they can actually input their own version and it will store it to the system for next time. Right. Okay, so 80 spun articles so from seed articles. So those first two articles, the, the original written article and the manual rewrite, they're the seed articles? Yes, and you're, then you put them into this machine, and I, I realise there's a number of pieces of software out there that spin articles. You put them into that, and you get back from two articles, 80 versions, 80 new articles. Yep. That's incredible. Well, think about it like a block of Lego. If you, had, if you put a block of Lego for every word in an article, and you stacked 500 blocks of Lego into a square wall, if you pull that Lego apart and reassemble it, I bet you could come up with a whole bunch of different variations, and it will look different every time. Well, yeah, some of it'll look it'll look different every time. Some of it'll look completely abstract. Some of it might, but that's really the the skill of the tool and the operator. And some of these tools are actually very good. But it should be noted what's going to happen with these articles because that will give some more context to it, and I think we'll cover that further down yeah yeah but, okay you know, well where we put these articles is going to put this back into context one thing that is important to note you are not going to put these on your own website mm-hmm. so so it, it, it will that does lead us into submission into article submission but um, before we talk about that some of these articles am I tell me if I'm right or wrong here some of these articles are being spun and created in order to generate backlinks as opposed to compelling content for people to read. Yep, exactly. We just want our key phrase to appear in the text. Okay. Okay. What if someone does come across a poorly spun article and then goes and then looks at whose article it is or where, you know what website's responsible for this and goes, these, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Move on. Well, that's why we have a human editor to read all okay. the articles. Okay, so uh, into the big spinning machine, out the other end, humans sitting there checking that, the ma- that making sure that makes sense, correct? Correct, and then they actually also get uh, the the seed articles were sent to the client for approval before we do that as well, so that like we're on topic before we get going. Love it. Okay, then we I think we we're, we're leaving article creation now and moving into in this case. Fifty cool, fifty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say stop. I'm going to take advantage of that stuff up, and I want to say one thing. Yeah. A listener might be thinking, but what if I'm a pet dentist or I, or I build conveyor machines and I have a specialized field? How are they going to research that? Yep. Well, we probably can't. Mm-hmm. And what we do with those clients is we say, you give us the articles. 
just give us the seed articles. Yep. And and then we'll just do more of the other stuff in lieu. So that's that's a way around that with a technical okay. customer. So just if people are really paranoid about that, just give us the content. And yeah, well, I, I, I know this. I've, I've had a couple of clients who were paranoid. Like, first question, who writes the articles, you know? Because I think some, some businesses are stuck in that mindset of, like, you know, we've got to control everything that goes out. Well, these things are not going to be put on a site with the customer's name. They're going no. to be posted out in, in Whoop Whoop, pointing back to the customer's site. Okay. So we've gone into creation. Now we're talking about submission. And one of the things that comes with that is 50 manual article submissions. Yeah, so now we we take the articles. 50 of them. 50 of the 82. Yeah, 50 50 of them. We will upload them to article directories by hand. Mm -hmm. And, and, And... Submitting um, something, an article to an article directory, obviously doesn't require just the uploading of the article, but the opportunity to, what are we talking here, categorise, tag. Exactly. They'll um, set the categories and the tags to make it topic relevant. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and these article directories, I mean, you're, you're saying that's 50 manual article submissions. Does that mean to 50 different directories? Yeah. Or to, okay. Clearly, and, and clearly, we're talking here, example, Give us a, some examples of a directory. Go articles, e-zine articles. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I must say, though, we're unlikely to be using e-zine articles for them. We're more more than likely using second-tier ones, like Go articles and articles dashboard. Because mm-hmm. okay. e-zine articles are like super strict. Yeah, okay. Um, the next one is 250 automated article submissions. So the first, the, the, the previous ones were, were manual. These next are automated. Yep. So we'll just, they'll they'll basically be there'll be two hundred instances of these, and they might be the same article on multiple sites. There's a few syndication services that will take one article and put it up to twenty or thirty places at once. Mm-hmm. So this will be the balance. This will be the other thirty articles. Five one-way manual backlinks. That's where we'll we will get a link back to the customer's site with the right anchor text, and we will put them out there. Generally, we'll put them on a blog. Mm-hmm. We'll get a, a blog. We'll get a blog comment, or we'll put them on a blog as a post. And, and, and in within relevant environments, like not just any blog, but if you're a vet dentist, then you're going to go and find blogs around vet dentistry. Correct. No, it could be any blog. Okay. It doesn't. You don't have to have links from only relevant places. It would look a bit fishy. You you need to have a mix. And frankly, for the budget, you're not going to be able to select on-topic stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, but but then, so you may be leaving a you may be leaving a comment on a blog a comment about vet dentistry on a blog about spark plugs. No, we might make a comment about spark plugs, but we might comment from a vet dentistry profile. <laughs> okay. This sounds uh, all very tricky to me. And uh, it's clearly that you're, the underlying objective here is backlinking. Yes. It's what it's all about, yeah? It's, 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 there's only three things for SEO. It's content, structure, backlinks. Okay. 
I get content, I get backlinks. What's structure? Making sure that the structure of your website is ideal to get ranked in the search results. Yeah, okay. So, uh, okay. So, they're basically on page and off page. Yes. We're talking, we're talking off page here. Yeah. Off, off the website, away from the website. Yes, this is really the ideal setup. The The website is like the kite. And now we've got to throw some wind at it. And then the links are just like building up that traffic to that uh, website to make it fly. Love it. What a nice analogy. I like that one. I've used it a few times. It's good. It's good. 15 social bookmarking sites. Yep. So example. we go out to you know, like uh, Delicious, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of site, We and we bookmark the website so that that bookmarking site, usually a high page rank, will point back to the customer's website. Am I right in saying, James, that so far, and we haven't finished yet what, what is, what's included uh, in, a, in a starter SEO pack, but with 50 manual article submissions, with 250 automated article submissions um, alone, is that 300, does that equal 300 backlinks? It won't necessarily because some of them won't stick. Like they have to be indexed. It might take a while to do, but mm-hmm. a good majority of them will. And mm-hmm. and then then some of the other things we do, which we'll find out at the end, will help them to get found and help them stick. But over right. time, yes, you will get backlinks. But not all of them will stay, but a good portion of them. And then there's the argument of how do you actually measure them effectively? Yeah, because there's different theories on that as well. Is it right to say clearly that with SEO, um, it's partly a numbers game and partly about quality, um, the numbers game being just get some backlinks out there. You know, if you're starting out, get out there and get some backlinks. As, as someone else uh, once said to me, it's a bit of a popularity contest. Getting found on Google is a bit of a popularity contest and it's about, you know, and, and backlinks – um, the more backlinks you have, uh, it's one way of telling Google or showing Google that you're relatively popular. Yeah. Yeah? You, you basically want to have more links than your competition. Yeah. And okay. the higher the quality, the higher the relevancy, the better. You don't need a lot of links if you're on topic and they're from good sources. But it's a, this is a great baseline. There's different levels of linking. Mm-hmm. This is like a baseline linking program. It's a it's a level one general linking program. You can go in for the heavy hitting stuff as a separate side thing. You know, if you really want to craft amazing link bait, you know, put something really valuable on your site to encourage people to link to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go and buy a high page rank or, or rent or post content on a very high page rank blog, that might be a more expensive initiative. But this is a great residual baseline that you can set up and forget about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got to start somewhere. Okay, three web 2.0 posts. What's, what's, a, what's a 2.0 post? Web 2.0, it's, it's again, these sites that um, are popular, like uh, Weebly.com, mm-hmm. for example, where people can go along and make a little website and it creates a profile and, it's again, it's an independent site linking back to your site. Okay. Okay, so three of those. Ten link directory submissions can be geo-specific. What's that? Well, link directories are just uh, directories where they have, you know, listed things. Like the old days, Yahoo was pretty popular as a directory. 
and there's bunches and bunches of directories. There's not that many that are super good, so we sort of pared this down to 10. Mm-hmm. If you go for the mass link directories, it's really just, uh, you know, wasting effort. There's only a few link directories that are super good, but in each area there are web directories. You've probably seen in Australia, for example, there's things like Gumtree. Uh, okay. Keep popping up in the results. You just find yep. out what directories are strong in the area, and we submit the site to those. Okay, gotcha. Sort of classified uh, sites, yeah. Sort of like that. More like the, the true local and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yep. A little bit like uh, a classified. Okay. Um, then two Squidoo lenses and two hub pages interlinked. What is a Squidoo lens, and what is a hub page? Well, these are do-it-yourself blog type sites where you can go and create a lens or a page it's, it's like a just a little mini website and they're both of those are quite strict so they take more effort but once you build two of each and link them together they power up each other and then they they link back to the customer site and that again it's a really strong reference point both Squidoo and hub pages are relatively high quality and the the um that Link profile pointing back to the site gives it a good boost. Uh, Squid, it was Squidoo was started by Seth Godin, wasn't it? Yes. So, so just sorry, it's it, what is it? It's like a, a micro. It's just a micro. It's just a little website builder. A lens is a little website. Okay, so it allows you to populate it with basic content, pictures, content, yeah, links. I remember when Seth Godin came out with it years and years ago. It was quite there was quite a hoo-ha about it. It didn't take off as much as it, he may have wished it to. Was that fair? It's it ended up getting spammed by a lot of people, and they right. ban a lot of categories. There's some categories they will not let you make a lens on. Okay, because they've been abused. Okay, so your hub page and your Squidoo lens are, are similar things, mm-hmm. and in, in interlinking them, which means you link from one to the other and back again. It's they power up and become a little bit more, a uh, bit more juice in them. Okay, this is good. This is good. Um, one WordPress.org and one Blogger.com blog linking back to the main to the main domain and subpages. Yep, same deal as Squidoo and Hubpages. These are more uh, very powerful little website builders that you can build that are giving you extra links back to your site from third-party oh, places. Okay, so you're actually you're, you're actually going out there and creating. Uh, setting up a WordPress.org site and a Blogger.com site, populating it with basic information and a, and a link back, correct? Yep, exactly. Okay, okay. Then we submit RSS feeds from Web 2.0, three article sites, Squidoo and Hub pages, to multiple RSS directories. Yep. What's so that about? RSS is that little orange thing in the top yep. of the browser, or if you use a Mac, it might be blue. Mm-hmm. And we go and click on that and... We gather the feed. It's basically a little direct route straight to that website. It stands for really simple syndication. Mm -hmm. And we can take that feed and put it into, basically broadcast it. Um, So first we aggregate it, which means we go and grab all the feeds and bring them together. And then we syndicate it. We submit it to directories that push it out. So imagine we've just reached out our arms and grabbed all of our websites brought the feeds in and then pushed them out and broadcast them across the internet. Mm-hmm. And Google comes running. They come and find out what this new content is and they index it in the search results. 
So when you say you submit the RSS feeds, what do you submit them to? Sites like feedage.com. Right. Uh, uh, like Google Reader or... or the, no. these are R- Google Reader is an RSS reader, correct? Correct. So it's not something you don't submit <laughs> to What was the giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. But, okay. Feedage yep. is a good site to submit to. So tell me what Feedage does. It will take that RSS feed and it will publish it. And a lot of our publishers will pick up that feed and uh-huh. insert it into their websites. So it's a very strong site. And once it's aware of it, you'll get a profile there and it will update whenever you post new content. So it's the RSS feed RSS feed from your main site, not from any of these articles that you've been No, no, to. from all of the articles we just made. Oh, okay. From every single one of them? Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. Then the last one is you ping 90 sites... For each new web property, what's that mean? That's where we take the the web address of each property we made and then we push that across the internet in what's called a ping and it, it again alerts search engines that there's a new property they should go and check it out. Mm-hmm. What's a ping? It's just some technical name for sending a little... Imagine a spider web, right? Yep. If you drop something in the spider web and that sends a little rippling out across the rest of the web. Yep. That's like pinging. Okay. Or like throwing a pebble into the, the middle of the lake and watching the ripple. Mm-hmm. So we're pinging each address saying, check this out, check that out, check this out, and it goes across the internet. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That has just that has lifted the mist on a whole lot of SEO questions that I've had, um, which is great. Now, interestingly enough, you see, you see, search engine optimization strategy like you've just been through, um, that is a monthly concern, isn't it? That's not something. I mean, doing that once is better than not doing it at all, but doing that month in, month out, what's going to happen? What are you going to see as a site owner? Well, the goal is to get your site ranked, so you just dial in the dose of, of what you need. For most people... It's going to take about three months to see a real impact because you're just layering it on, layering it on like a snowball coming down from the top of the mountain. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. The sites that I've been using this on for a couple of years now are very powerful. In fact, one of them has 13 pages, um, 13 of the first results on page one. It has every single listing. Mm. As, as you want to get smarter with your SEO... Do you you clearly do more of what we just went through, but then there's some additional things which I think we might cover in a, in another in another episode. But just give us an example of clearly maybe maybe going down the route of chasing a higher page rank site, for example, to get a link on, which that strategy that we just talked about then doesn't include. Correct. Correct. You know, you might pick up some good page ranks, but if you really want a fat, juicy page rank link probably a good idea to find out who's in your market and has a good blog and prepare some content for them that you could submit as a guest post and generally that will involve you getting a link back to your site. Mm-hmm. So I own quite a lot of websites and every day through our help desk someone says, hey, we, we'd like to supply content for you for free. We, you know, we notice you've got site blah, blah, blah. We've got premium quality articles. We'd like to put our article on your site and we'd like to have two links back to our site and we'll give you the content for nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's how they go to place it. 
because I've got some PageRank 6 websites mm-hmm. and people are always approaching me trying to look for a link from that. Uh, you'd need to be pretty selective, wouldn't you? Because the minute you start dumping lots and lots of content uh, from others on it that may or may not be relevant, does that start to weaken the page rank? Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't do it. I, if I'm going to have links on there, I'm going to sell them. Um, yep. We're not allowed to sell links. Google don't like it. So I won't mm-hmm. do that. Let me rephrase that. I may do some done-for-you posting on our websites mm-hmm. where people can pay us and we'll write the posts for them because they don't want to write the posts. That way we can control, make sure that's high quality and everything. And we may link to them um, in as a nice little bonus. Mm-hmm. The, the, the whole page rank thing is quite, it's quite confusing, isn't it? Because the, the page rank, Larry Page happens to be one of the two owners of Google, um, and that's where the page rank measurement comes from, as opposed to the a page of a website. Correct? Well, I'm not sure. Never. Knew oh that. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the case. So Larry Page, who, you know, him and Sergey own Google. Um, the concept of a page rank is his surname as opposed to the page of a website. I have to investigate that further. Maybe if a listener knows, leave a comment on the show notes and tell us because we clearly don't know. <laughs> stopped us. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, mate. Well, that, that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, h- how long, as a site owner, I mean, is SEO just an ongoing month-in, month-out strategy or is there a point where you're, you're SEO'd out? Well, it depends what your strategy is. Some people don't care at all about SEO or Google for that matter because Google's only a fraction of the traffic available to you. Mm-hmm. So that's controversial. Mm-hmm. You could focus on just the big traffic sources and ignore Google or SEO. But then SEO is, it, when done properly, it's a great traffic source because it, mm-hmm. it can keep performing for you for a while. I haven't really posted anything to one of my websites lately, but it's still ranked really well. And I just keep a continual baseline of links pointing to it. Mm -hmm. Do you have a point of view on having a balance between paid search and SEO and organic search? No, I think you should do all of it. Yeah. I just treat it like an investment. Can I spend a dollar and get more than a dollar back? If so, I'm doing it. Do it every day of the week. All right, mate. Well, that is very, very interesting. Uh, I guess I'd encourage listeners if they've got any, um, if if we left any stone unturned there uh, or something's still not making sense, uh, I'd love them to leave a comment in the show notes or on Facebook and um, we'll address it in future episodes. Which also reminds me, James, we have still got a number of listener questions uh, left over from when we went out a few weeks ago and asked our listeners for what they had on their mind, and we will be addressing them in an upcoming show. Um, we got some great feedback and thank yous from the listeners whose questions we answered in. I think it might have been episode seven or eight, somewhere back there. Um, but keep them coming. We love the questions. And, in fact, the email that we send out, if you're on our list, um, they just need to reply to that email. Uh, it's not a non-reply email. None of that in Freedom Ocean, James. <laughs> Hell no. Hey, no, no replies. That's just rude. Rude. Uh, You can just reply to an email you get from us, and we both get it, and um, we 
intend to always respond to, um, to pretty much everything we get. Until we get uber famous, James, you know, like until, you know, we get to like Seth Godin's status and we just don't have any, we turn comments on our blog off, we don't allow our articles to be retweeted, um, you know, I don't want to get there. No. No, we're happy to do it, happy to to operate in relative obscurity. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. Well, um, I reckon that is the close of another show, another Another episode of Freedom Motion. Anything you want to share with our listeners before we go? Yeah, do we get like wave music on the way out too? Look, we don't, but you know, it's it's a work in progress, um, and I think we probably should test that. You know, I think I think right about now, you'd expect to hear the swell forming, wouldn't you? Yeah. The odd the odd seagull. That'd be uh, nice. Yeah, seagull waiting to pounce on a chip. Um, <laughs> and then you and I just leaping off the uh, the front of a large cruise liner into the ocean, you know, doing a, I don't know, what would you do, a bomb or a horsey? I'd, I'd do a bomb. <laughs> would you? Yeah. I would, I'd probably do a pin drop because I, I love horsies. I always think they look so good, but invariably I always hurt my lower regions when I do a horsey. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? How did we get... Hang up, Tim. Hang up. I know. It's wrong, isn't it? We've not gotten explicit on Freedom Ocean yet on the iTunes store, nor do we want one. This is a family show with family values. Mind you, it's late at night. That's why it's headed this way. It's yeah. all your fault. All right, mate. Well, uh, See you on thanks, the next episode. Thanks for listing the lid on, on SEO and, and uh, responding to those slammers and telling us about your launch. And see you, uh, see you in the ocean. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>